0: Hello, I'm Sabrina Brahm, founder of Women's Leadership Success Radio. I am really excited about what I'm sharing with you today. I'm constantly hunting for the best leaders and the most successful people to interview that will help you in your career and at work. I read 30 to 40 business books a year, attend conferences, get referrals from top leaders, all to advance my knowledge and to help you too. I've just discovered one of the best books I've read in years. The person you are about to meet is one of my all-time favorite authors, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. Listen to this interview to find out why.
1: Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brom and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life, no matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur. Join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line.
0: This is womensleadershipsuccess.com radio, and today we're talking to Faisal Hawk. He's a serial entrepreneur, a leading innovation thought leader, and author. Faisal is the founder of Shadoka, mind to mind Exchange, B2B Foresight, and other companies. He is a devoted student of life, entrepreneurship, and humanity. He left Bangladesh at the age of 17 and now calls America his home. Formerly of GE and other global brands, Hawk is the author of several innovation and management leadership books and is a regular contributor to Fast Company and the Huffington Post. His new book is Everything Connects, How to Transform and Lead in the Age of Creativity, Innovation, and Sustainability. Welcome, Faisal.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: It's such a pleasure. Um, as I was saying to you a minute ago, I've, not only did I read your book, but I've read it three times, and every time it's I get more and more out of it. It's one of the best books I've read in years, and I'm very excited about talking to you today. And I wonder if you could share with us what what was your uh, incentive to write this book?
2: Well, first, I'm honored that you read it so many times and you found it meaningful. Um, you know, I um, just like everybody else, uh, you go through several transitions in your life and you go through uh, some uh, sort of a transformation one way or another. Uh, this came, book came after me going through uh a, a a different stage of my life, and questioning myself what I should be focused on next and how should I perceive uh what my value is to the to the um, you know globe as a whole and what is it that I can do with my um uh, uh you know whatever whatever things that I can contribute that kind of drove me to look inside of myself and uh define what value means and how i can contribute to to the uh, rest of the world that's, that's where it came from
0: how long did it take you to write the book
2: you know i think in my head i've been writing this book for several years uh-huh. uh but um i was sitting in a, a airport uh, uh going from one place to another and there was a 6 7 hours um you know layover so i just sat there and put together the outline Sometimes in December of 2012 or 20, yeah, 2012 timeframe. And then we approached my publisher, meaning McGraw-Hill. And once they wanted to do the book, I thought that I probably needed a co-author because without having somebody doing all this interview that I wanted to inter- incorporate in the book, it will be difficult to put together a meaningful book, so we teamed up, and between Drake and myself, we knocked out the book in five months
0: wow wow well it, yeah it's it it has so much depth it's it's very exciting, and it was actually um difficult to decide what questions to ask you. I spent uh an hour and a half just trying to figure out questions to begin to um get some of the great information that you have to share so Let's start with what are intrapersonal skills and why is that important?
2: You know, um, as the title of the book suggests, uh, we talk about how everything connects. Uh, So obviously, uh, if you want to understand how to connect the dot with yourself and the rest of the world, you first have to understand who you are and what you stand for and um, what is authentic to you and what is meaningful to you and how does that. Authenticity manifest into uh, the world that you want to create for yourself, but also uh, that impacts others. So when we talk about these uh, intrapersonal skills, I'm really talking about how do you uh, figure out what is it that uh, you stand for, and how do you cultivate uh, your authentic calling uh, that becomes uh, uh, or that manifests into. A value that you want to create for for others.
0: Uh huh. And there's so much so much depth that you could go into here, but I'm just wondering if you could just give a simple, uh, just one idea of how somebody might do that. What might be a good way to start if somebody's listening and going, well, you know, I never thought about what I want. I'm thinking about what the company wants. So what's a good way to start with that?
2: Um, You know, it's actually very Fundamental, right? In the sense that um, if we are not pursuing something that makes us happy, uh, it's hard to uh, be passionate about it. And but what makes us happy is a very uh, deep question, right? And and a lot of us can't find what is it that makes us happy unless until we go through several uh, phases of our lives. Uh, so so to Find out who you are. It really requires you to be mindful or to be aware, and to listen to your heart and kind of look into what is it that you want to do as a person and what is it that you want to uh, drive yourself to build up your skill set or your uh, your um, you know uh, uh, talent that can uh, uh, impact uh, others or impact your company or impact your organization. So. Combination of being aware and being devoted to your calling and having ritualistic practice to so that you can become better at your skill is uh, is a way to improve your uh, improve uh, uh, and pursue uh, your authentic self. It's almost like you know. I, I always use this. I love to cook, so I, uh, but I cook for as a hobby, not as a profession. The more you cook, the better you get get at it. Or it's like parenting. the more, more you. Do it, the better you get at it. It's something like that you know so, oh uh,
0: that's beautiful, that is so beautiful you, you. and can you can you say how that relates to interpersonal skills and how one develops those
2: uh yeah so so you know um, I mean you know since we're talking about writing a book and uh writing uh you know this particular book i I don't think i ever uh um you know when I was was when I was young, uh, uh, younger, I didn't think that I would be an author. Uh, that was not my calling. At least I didn't know that was my calling. And I written uh, previously written other books that are around leadership and management. And I did those things uh, kind of from my um, uh, more from my head than from my heart. And mm-hmm. over the years, you know, I discovered that I really like writing from my heart. And that has become one of my calling. I had to discover that as a self discovery. And and uh what well, I also realized that more I write the more natural it gets and I'm not writing for anybody, I'm just writing for myself. And ironically or or it's coincidentally, I guess that's how life works, that more I write for myself, more audience I get, more people want to read what I'm writing for myself. So it's been a, a ritualistic practice, uh, you know, that that kind of got me into writing and becoming an author, which I didn't really set out to do. It's kind of a self discovery process that I found um, along the way. I mean, by profession and by training, I'm a technologist and I build technology companies. Uh, so it's kind of interesting for a technologist and a technology entrepreneur to become a writer uh, more specifically to. Want to write about you know about your heart and soul and how does that connect with your passion and spirit, and then ultimately how it impacts organization and value creation so I had to kind of discover that along the way, and this ritualistic practice of writing every weekend kind of got me where I am in in the in terms of my writing and and what I found that to be a a calling one of my calling in my life
0: that. That's beautiful, and, and you're speaking right to me, so I, I appreciate what you just said. And I the interpersonal skills, relationships, I'm really interested in that because I do um, consulting and coaching in corporations, and I find that a lot of companies think um, that doing the task at hand is so important that you don't really need to pay any attention to if the people in the company are relating to each other. Or even how you relate to the customer, and so
2: c- could you say a little bit about yes. that? Yes, absolutely. Because see, um, you know, it, this this applies to uh, everybody, but this this is very applicable if you are a leader that's leading any part of your organization. In the sense that, if you don't know who you are, and if you don't know what you stand for, and if you don't know what you are. Uh, try to accomplish and what you're fighting for, it's very difficult to have a, uh, you know, a a leadership role, right? So that's number one. Second Mm -hmm. is that if you want to lead other people, uh, that leadership, especially now more than ever, comes from inspiration and influencing. It's not that, uh, you know, that command control kind of leadership doesn't work because people have a lot more option now than ever, right? So, so if you want to inspire and influence, then you have to be aware or be mindful of what other people are motivated by, which is not necessarily always about money. There is all sorts of intrinsic uh, uh, value that people are looking for from their work and their work environment. So, so you have to be then aware of you know that type of uh, uh, you know uh, way of leading and thinking about other people. And the third which is your outside ecosystem, could be your customer, could be your partner, could be uh, your distributor, whatever the case may be, you have to be aware of what connects your brand and your uh, offering with that outside ecosystem. And if you look at what happens time and time again, people buy things from companies that are aspirational, that people can relate to emotionally, not just from a uh, uh, you know from a from a uh, concrete product or service point of view, so if you look at you know the the, the technology we use, uh, we have gone to affinity of a particular brand idea. So look at Apple or look at these um, uh, brands, uh, other brands, and even if you look at you know uh, uh, Starbucks as another example, which is not technology, it's something else. All of these brands has created this emotional affinity with their customer by being very aware of what customers get motivated by emotionally and, and uh, intrinsically, right? So, so, so if you look at these three connections, meaning who you are, how you are aware of your, about yourself, how you uh, lead other people with, with their awareness or how they get motivated, and then you take it one step farther. In terms of your customer, partner, and that ecosystem, all of these things are kind of interconnected. And it comes from that uh, interpersonal um, skill and, and having a confidence or a awareness uh, that connects yourself with the rest of the world emotionally, not just from a um, analytically. You know, so that that's the key uh, uh-huh. to any type of success
0: so it's 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 really it's two it's two things it's one just having that awareness that it's important to do all those and then secondly developing the skills to be able to actually implement it or make it happen
2: uh, that that's correct so so it starts with the awareness and then it gets uh, uh the execution element of it which is the next level of hurdle right because if you're going to uh, execute uh, with that kind of awareness you may have to completely shift your leadership style. you may have to completely think differently how you package your product, how you uh, send your message around your offering to your customer, how you uh, motivate your distributor and partners that doesn't work for you. Uh, you know all that then becomes the next level of execution hurdle uh, that revolves around. How you structure your organization, how you create your, uh, you know, a systemic business architecture that connects all these things, uh, et cetera, et cetera.
0: And and uh, and because you have that map of of this how everything connects, it helps you to notice where where that's not happening.
2: That that's that's right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like you know, often enough, which I can tell from my own career. What I, there were times when I thought I came up with brilliant uh, ideas, thoughts, products, uh, uh, you know, concrete products that solves a lot of problems. I failed to connect with uh, my audience because I was strictly thinking from my point of view and I was strictly thinking from an analytical point of view. I, I didn't really concentrate on these uh, emotional elements that connects, that, that's very much required to connect with your audience. And it failed, regardless of the billions of the product or services or the thought that I have had. So you can't separate this uh, intangible and tangible asset—the uh, combination of intangible and tangible asset—that creates the true value.
0: It's uh, beautiful. I—I I don't know if I'm backing up here, but I—I I love the your example of the reptile and the mammal. Could, yes. Would you share that with us?
2: I mean, it's really the psychological pattern uh, that that makes a particular group act in a way and doesn't allow you to act uh, in a, a certain way. So that's what we really meant um, in the sense that, uh, you, you know, I mean, we, have, we, can, we can look at humans' behavior and psychological makeup and how they interact with each other and how they interact with themselves, uh, you can put people in those kind of categories, and uh, you are if you are in a you know you if you have a mammal mentality you uh, act in a way, and if you have a reptile mentality you act in a different way. One is nurturing, another one is aggressive, and uh, you kind of uh, you know to be successful you kind of have to have both kind of behavioral patterns. But if you weigh in one way versus another, uh, you become disconnected with yourself and the, the world that you're trying to interact with. Beautiful. As you know, it's a very deep topic. That we go into several pages, so it's kind of hard to summarize in a in a short uh, answer.
0: I know. That, that's one of the challenges of asking you these <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, the, can you talk to us about how to seek... You, you talked about the importance of connecting with different people, and um, I wonder if you could Talk a little bit about how to how to seek out opportunities to connect, and and what makes that important.
2: Well, you know, uh, see the the connection uh, today's world. Uh, you know, people immediately think about digital connection and network uh, of tribes and all those terms. You know, I uh, you can actually look at it at a very fundamental level in the sense that uh, you you have to you have to really connect with your uh, with the people that you're working with, uh, you know, as an as, as example. So, for example, if I was not very much connected with my co-author, we wouldn't have a cohesive book, as an example, right? If I'm not connected with my product developers and my marketing team and my sales team, I wouldn't be able to create an effective product that I can take out to the market. So, these, 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 when when we talk about connection in the book we're really talking about a very level, fundamental level of connection. Uh, take, for example, you know, if you write a blog as an example, and, and you are trying to uh, get a message out there, and your message is very important, and it's, it's, it's a very um, a sound in terms of your thinking. But if you do not connect with your audience, you know, with whatever the message uh, that you're trying to uh, portray, and, and if they don't connect with you emotionally, they're not going to get the benefit of your brilliant thinking, right? So, it 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 goes all level uh, when we are talking about the importance and the needs of connection. Uh, it's not just one dimensional; it may, it's very multi-dimensional. And to be really able to connect, you know, one of the things we use in the book uh, is you have to be, um, you know. Uh, consciously omnivorous, what we meant by that is that you have to be able, you have to have the willingness to experience all kind of experience, and that allows you to foster your, uh, uh, you know, ability to connect with other people despite uh, different situations you may be put in or despite your own biases and your background.
0: So you have to be curious about others. Not just your own point of view or the way you look at things.
2: But you have to- oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I found, and this was one of my, uh, uh, you know, really a, a aha moment in my own career when I started to, uh, uh, you know, work with different type of people on different type of projects that are completely unrelated and all walks of the life. That's when I found my creativity at, my highest level. Um, so, um, you know, and when I started my career, I was, you know, into it. for the most part, it was, you know, singularly focused, you know, and, and it was kind of one dimensional. I wasn't working with, uh, you know, writers and journalists and authors and, you know, artists and chefs and whatnot, which I did in a later stage of my life. But when I started doing that, uh, that's when my corporate background and my entrepreneurial background and my technology background combined with totally different walks of life and different culture and different parts of the world, that's when I started to experience a different level of creativity and different level of inspiration that I wouldn't have otherwise had.
0: That's beautiful. And, you know, as as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about how many companies I've worked in where the people don't have any connection with each other.
2: Oh yes, I mean it's you know in the large corporation I know this from uh, not just working with the large corporation but being a employee of large organization which I as you uh, said initially in my intro that I work for G and Darham Brassett and Pitney Rose and whatnot. I mean it is very easy to um to be to be uh, trapped inside a few cubicles and never see the day of the light, right? Yeah. So, and and then and, and Often enough, we do that, and actually, that's it's not just large corporation. You can do that even in small corp- small companies where uh, you just shut yourself down and and you don't necessarily uh, are allowing yourself to be integrated with the rest of the people. This is a both the individual and organizational responsibility. By the way, uh, it's not just organizational responsibility to break down the silo. It's your responsibility as a person to take you know to make sure that you are allowing yourself and you're putting yourself in a place where you are able to experience a lot of different type of experiences and different types of um, uh, people and 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 uh, skills and and culture that expands the horizon of of your uh, thinking and your your uh, ability and creativity so that you can perform at your best whatever that goal is it's not that you just have to become a CEO, but just it's a, it's a, it's a, you know you can look at it just simply as enrichment of your own life. How would you like to eat hamburger every day? I mean, I love hamburger, but I wouldn't want to eat it every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So so it goes same way with with work. I mean, if you want to learn something different and you want to experience something different, if you are a graphic designer, you may want to go sit down with an engineer. If you're an engineer, you may want to sit down with a graphic designer and think how the graphic designer thinks. Right. Or if you are a finance person, maybe you want to sit down with your sales team and see how they interact with people to sell the product that allows you to actually make the money, right? So, so it's a, it's a, that kind of thinking uh, uh, is is what uh, uh, you know makes a difference. It's you know, and that's why actually one of the arguments I make that you know, as much as we talk about this work life balance, it's a false notion. You know, who you are at work uh is who you are at home and who you are at home is who you become at work so whatever you like to be experiencing in your life that's what you ought to be practicing at your work if you want to have complete fulfillment from your work
0: oh that's so beautiful and um it, it's worth people uh backing up and listening to this several times because it's it just if they got this one idea the whole world would change. It's just so, it's such an incredible idea. Towards well, the, I mean, you yeah. know,
2: see, this is also goes back to this very notion of authenticity, right? Authentic people uh, do not try to pretend uh, to be somebody else or uh, very, uh, you know, they don't try to live different lives. I mean, you have one life and you have one life to live, so therefore your work, life, and everything else should be the same person and be authentic about it right and 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 that's when your real success comes from and I'm I don't mean success by making gaps of money it's, uh fulfillment that's the definition of success exactly
0: you know when you were talking about connecting work I thought and that goes for um with your husband or wife or with your children you know absolutely. with every at every level absolutely you you talk about um, that a woman could develop her career by developing transferable skills, and in the beginning of this interview, you said it's important to keep doing things that you have happiness or have uh, you know some excitement about. So can can you can you carry that on to what that would mean in terms of transferable skills?
2: Yeah, I mean you know. And I, I actually experimented this uh, quite a bit with, my, you know, with myself. So, you know, I was, I was um, uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek talking about cooking. You know, when I was in college, um, I had to make a living any, shape, you know, any means possible. So I started working for these, these uh, French bistro, and as a result, the, the, the owner, she taught me how to cook, and then I developed this passion for cooking. Now, whenever I want to solve a problem and I want to experiment, I go back to that notion of cooking because I never cook with a recipe, so I'm constantly experimenting. So if you're a product developer, if you're an innovator, which I, I have been in product development my entire life, I apply that similar kind of thinking. It's like I'm not afraid to mix, let's say, uh, you know, uh, a cumin with, with, uh, with, let's say, soy sauce, and that's, uh, just using it as a metaphor. So you have to be bold enough to be able to experiment, so this is what I mean by transformable skill uh, you know or let let's say how i how I relate to my 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 son who's twelve years old is something that allows me and i've I've taken a similar approach when I try to explain certain things with difficult audience on when the audience is not trying to respond to me. I take that kind of uh, you know, patternistic, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, approach, try to break down things that could be understandable by a larger audience. So mm-hmm. these are just two examples of, like, daily life things that you can apply in a work life. Uh, in, and that's again, what I meant by that. If we try to work the way we try to live, if we're a better parent, we're probably a better worker. If we're a better cook, you are probably a better product developer it's funny how it works but that's very true and i i've kind of i have to learn this by making many many mistakes mm-hmm. i have to learn to apply this kind of uh, fundamental thinking these are not perhaps most sophisticated thinking in organizational psychology and whatnot but these are very fundamental but very effective thinking
0: mm-hmm. i just i just interviewed um 20 people in a department at a a, a large company Mm-hmm. And when each person came in and started talking to me, I asked them, what's your background? And yep. how does that relate to the job you have now? Yep. And I think for most of them, they had never even thought of it. And their answers, you could see the kind of the delight coming on their faces. They realized, for instance, that their uh, 10 years in theater had helped them become a better manager in a corporation. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, because they, yeah. they had
0: people mm-hmm. skills. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so it's really it's really good to know that. And to finish up this interview, I wonder if you would uh, tell us what knowledge discovering actions are.
2: Uh, knowledge discovery. Uh, say that again.
0: Knowledge uh, discovering uh, actions. You said you said basically to develop uh, an awareness of the phenomena happening inside and outside you.
2: Yes. So so yeah, I mean actually what we really um you know it, uh, it, it's a very uh, deep and broad topic but in a in a um high level point of view, you know, everything has a pattern, right? So for example, um you know, uh, you can think of a blueprint of a house, right? So you you when you look at a blueprint, you can see how your window connects to the door and the door connects with your um uh you know, kitchen, etcetera, etcetera. So you have to kind of have the ability to connect these kind of dots uh, by re- recognizing the different patterns of uh, whether it's an organization or whether it's a product or whether it's a customer segment whatever the case may be this ability to study pattern is kind of way to discovering uh knowledge inside and outside and we use Da Vinci as an example which is a very old example but it's very effective in the sense that those days where there was no digital anything, uh, technology was far behind. Uh, da Vinci was, do, you know, uh, drawing these things up, and he was drawing those things up to connect those dots and then try to figure out how it works, right? So it's that kind of thinking. It's the pattern recognition allows you to kind of discover the knowledge within us as, as well as outside of us.
0: Oh, beautiful. And... Um... I hope that everyone listening will uh, really pay attention and begin to connect the dots and the patterns in every aspect of their life. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. To get a free sample chapter of my new upcoming program, the Winning Career Training Course, go to www.womensleadershipsuccess.com and sign up for the form that appears on the right, Called great leaders today thanks for listening
1: thank you for joining your host sabrina brahm on another women's leadership podcast if you have questions or comments you can email her at sabrina at sabrina since 1989 sabrina and her team have helped hundreds of women managers business leaders and entrepreneurs with valuable trainings articles books and executive coaching For additional tips, interviews, and free access to Great Leaders Today mini-course, visit www.womensleadershipsuccess.com.